podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Football Prizes sponsors Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. Football Prizes gives you the chance to win the very best prizes the beautiful game has to offer. This is your chance to win a Borna Barisic signed and framed Rangers shirt for just £3.95. Plus 10 additional chances of landing an instant win prize with every ticket purchased. Use code CLUBAT22 for 10% off your ticket. Go to footballprizes.co.uk or click the link in the description for this podcast to get your tickets. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Club Preview here on Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. Um, thank you all for joining us in what is an absolutely unbelievable, cracking, sweaty weather. And we do apologise for making you have to listen to it, but do spare a wee, wee thought for us who are all stuck in sweltering houses um, recording this at the moment. But it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful weather at the minute. Um, so I'd like to firstly introduce my guests. First up, we've got uh, Ali Pearson. How's things, Alistair? Very well, as you just said there, Scotia. It is absolutely scorching in my flat at the moment. I get this the sun hits my living room in the afternoon, so I it's like sweat box here. But um I look forward to tomorrow. The weather looks decent tomorrow as well, so looks like looks like short shorts weather tomorrow, I think. It does, yeah, definitely. I think you'll see a lot of people with short, uh, shorts on. Yeah, it's the roast, and I've had to move for where I usually record because I couldn't have done it otherwise because I would need my window open and the fan blown. Um, so, yeah, had to move. Um, how are things with you, Carney? You any better? No, <laughs> absolutely not any better, mate. No, uh, I'm the same. The sun hatched the front of my house um, at this time of night, man, and this room is just ridiculous. Scottish houses are just not set up for this kind of weather. The only positive we can have in it is it's probably just as hot outside as it is inside, but yes, it is warm. And we've got a tendency as a podcast to do shows on the like the hottest day of the year, so why break a tradition that started over the last couple of years? But good to be here, mate. If I pass out at any point, don't worry about it. Just remove me from the stream and carry on, mate. <laughs> okay, keep that in mind. Hopefully not, though. Yeah, so here here tonight, what we're going to do is have a quick look back over the, the Union-Sangelesi game um, on Tuesday night there, where we managed to come from two behind in the tie to progress to the playoffs with a th- cracking 3-0 victory over over them. Then we'll also have a wee bit of discussion and some other news that's come up during this week, and finally round up with a wee preview into the game against St Johnson tomorrow at 3 o'clock at Ibrox. So, firstly, I know Ryan's obviously not here at the moment, but I do think he might be popping in later on during the show. Um, but the boys done a wee um, review of the USG game, quite a wee off-the-cuff review once she's get back in from Ibrooks and then Tuesday evening there. But I think we can maybe just go into it in a wee bit more detail now that he's have had the chance to calm down because the adrenaline, I'm sure, was, was still flowing when, when he's were recording that. And kind of just dissect the game a wee bit. Um, so... Rangers lined up with um, McLaughlin, Tab, Goldson, Sands, Borna Barisic, Lundstrom, Lawrence, Arfield, Kolach, Kent. We're missing someone. Tillman as well was in there mm-hmm. as well. Um, so for me, I wasn't overly surprised with that team. I think had we done a sort of preview pod before it or a club deck corner before it, I think that would have been my team apart from Scott Arfield, that he was away by a curveball for me. But um, 
I think you guys in the pod, Ali, come to you. you, you were the same in terms of that was a wee bit of a surprise for you. Yeah, the Barisic one, like I said to Carney in the post-match, wasn't a surprise because we were having a discussion in the pub scotch about the left-back slot and we, we both said we would play Barisic, so I wasn't shocked about that. Arfield, yeah, I was shocked to see him in there, to be honest, but like I said to Carney, he, um, he likes Scott Arfield. Exactly. I thought Kamara would have played in there, but um, he does like Scott Arfield, and it was quite an attacking lineup when you looked at it, to be honest. So I was um, I was happy enough with it, but the Arfield one was a, a semi surprise. Yeah, and Carney, you you surprised with that at all, or now that you've had a good chance to think about it more? Yeah, definitely, mate. Um, I was I was shocked uh, that he decided to go with, with Arfield, but I mean, maybe a wee bit unfair on him, I suppose, considering what he's done for us uh, in important games. And I think it was more all about the breaking the lines runs that he does into the box in order to support the striker. So I think that's probably why he was picked, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I mean, slightly short for me, but maybe it worked, maybe it didn't. I'm not really sure. Uh, I'm not really sure, but it was... Um, yeah, I still a bit of a shock. Sorry, I just got distracted. Uh, That's what I have seen that. <laughs> Jimmy Rossbottom has just donated £25 to the channel, mate. Um, absolutely fantastic, mate. Um, thank you so much, mate. <laughs> that is absolutely amazing. <laughs> uh, class. It's made, made sweating myself. To- I thought that was a light up at first when I see yes i will definitely get the beers on tomorrow for that mate uh fantastic jimmy mate thank you so much yeah i mean the, the night on tuesday night was great i mean first half i thought we were pretty decent you know the, we were showing improvements game on game i've, I've been feeling and um, we were certainly looked at a lot more dangerous than we had the week before but you were getting to that stage as halftime was looming, that you're getting that wee bit more nervous, wee bit apprehensive, because really the only other chance we had was when um, Lawrence whipped in the ball and Cholak was really unlucky just to, to head it over. Um, and then obviously just before before halftime, Barisic whoops in a really, really deep ball that he's starting to do a lot more often. I've noted he used to sometimes go behind, but he's swinging in from deep an awful lot now, but he does that. And whatever the boy, the defender's doing, I've got no idea. He's got plenty of time to think about it. It's not like it's curving away from him or anything. Handballs it, straight handball, and Tav steps up um, with the penalty. So, yeah, Ibrox are up. It gave me a headache because it was really warm on Tuesday night at Ibrox as well. And that way, when you stand up and roar a goal, I just started feeling a migraine coming on. And it was a wee bit annoying because you can't celebrate it as much as you want because you need to go, oh, no. But, yeah, first half for you, Carney, what were your thoughts? That's because your version of water, mate, is a pain of tenants. That's probably why you got a bit of a, a sore head on a warm night, mate. Uh, first half, yeah, I see even back to half, mate, sorry, because I got distracted by that. Um, after seeing the game back, Arfield was making the runs. We just weren't really finding them at the right times for it because... I said it on the post-match, we were still a wee bit too conservative at times. I felt like we were just not willing to take that that chance. And maybe if we had done, we would have found our food quicker. By the time he was getting the ball and some of the runs that were getting made to him, the defender was already right on top of him and he can't really do very much with the ball at that point. And I think one of their centre-backs in particular is quite a sizeable man uh, in comparison to Scott Arfield, so it was quite easy for him to deal with. Uh, but in the first half, mate, yeah, um, I, did th- I thought Rangers dominated. I thought it was... 
so good that the crowd were the way they were. Um, I thought the turning off of the tannoy helped matters um, to build the atmosphere, but I think the atmosphere kicked into a different gear when we went into the as soon as the game kicked off, and the team showed us that they were they were going to do it, they were they were willing to to give everything. And once they do that, that's that's how you get Ibrooks alongside you. And uh, I think taking the lead was more than we deserved in that first half. And yeah, the the size of the manscape bollocks on James Tavernier mate to step up and slot that penalty home uh, it was a pressure penalty and a half because it came at exactly the right time um, for us. So no, a, a good first half mate, much better. Um, much better intensity in the play, much more penetration happening, uh, and it was an improvement to the first half that we'd seen against um, Kilmarnock at the weekend. So, not a, a decent first half. Yeah, Ali, um, Carney touches on a couple of points there that we can maybe discuss. And um, one of them being like Arfield, maybe not kind of being with the team, but I think you can see that that the team's kind of growing game by game and kind of getting to know everyone and how they play. That it's slowly cohesing together, and then also. The crowd, yeah, were fantastic yet again um, on Tuesday evening. Once again, though, we were just slightly late for kickoff because we mistimed our, our departure from the Viceroy once again. So we'll need to be on top of that for the the PSV game on Tuesday. But um, what were your thoughts, Kenny, on the, on, on our field, the team, and then the, the crowd in general? Yeah, if they say we 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 get in basically. I, th- I think the game had kicked off when we got in, score, so we got a minute was on the was on the clock when we got in. So. Yeah. They need to get that sorted, Rangers. I'll, I'll have a, a quick wee moan about this because the, cl- the the problem with the club deck is there's a lot of general sale tickets go up there. So you've got people that go in that don't know how to use the QR code. They see guys with season tickets putting it on the thing and they think they have to... And it causes... It creates grief. And I get... Um, I, I was actually working as a steward at Ibrooks a couple of weeks ago telling people how to work this. <laughs> That's how bad it got because nobody knew how to do it. I had to actually get, get a guy's phone off and do it for him. But it's frustrating because you want to get in there. But at the same time, Scotia, it probably is our fault because we did leave it a little bit too late to get the ground. So we'll take responsibility there. But in terms of the game, I, I just I just thought I'd morph back to... Kilmarnock at the, at the weekend again and that wasn't, I thought Rangers were good I thought they had all the ball but um, USG just, like I said to Carney, took Kilmarnock's playbook and just sat in and fair play at them because um, they're two up, they've got the right to do that if they came and played football against us we probably would have picked them off in the first half because we are a better footballing team than them but the the goal was massive just before half time, it really was if we'd went in at nil-nil yeah we'd still have a good chance of turning it over but we may have struggled. The crowd may have got a bit of a grumble in the second half. The crowd didn't, stayed with them, but I, I still think that goal was massive in terms of the completion of the game. Yeah, definitely. Um, but we go in, we go in one nil up, you know, and then we've got a full 45 minutes to to see the game finished and complete within the 90 minutes. And we get into the second half and Rangers is up the tempo a wee bit more. You can see it's getting better and better again. And that goal comes fairly quickly. Once again, um, there's a Cross in from Lawrence out to Tav on the right. He smashes it back. It drops to Arfield. You think Arfield's going to score, but we've been here many an occasion with Arfield that sometimes he'll rip the net with that. And an awful lot of other times it'll go to the keeper or go wide or something. But we're fortunate with the, the way the ball breaks and Cholak's there to head it away to make it 2 0. Thoughts on the goal, um, Pearson? Yeah, good, good goal. Like you say with Arfield, he's frustrating Arfield because he, he will rip the net or he will have a kind of. It was a decent enough shot, to be fair, for Arfield. 
And Big Cholak was there where he should be, where all strikers should be, and just follows up and puts in the back of the net. So I was happy for Cholak. That's him scoring the last two games now. Should have been the last three because of the Livingston goal that was wrongly disallowed. So that, that's what he is, Cholak, though. He's a, he's, I described him as like a cuss boy. He's a penalty box striker. That's what he is. He's not Alfredo Morelos. Um, but I was pleased for him. And at that point, there was still a good half an hour to go in a game. And I did think, yeah, there's more than enough time for us to go and win this game. So um, it was a massive goal and fair play to the big man. Uh, Carney, I think the 58th minute mark's probably a wee bit later than Ali would prefer his early goal in the, in the second half, but it did set us up, <laughs> um, up. really, really well. Um, what did you make of the goal? Yeah, I thought it was good. I see, I did mention on <clears throat> um, on Tuesday night after the game that there was a five minutes into the second half where we just had a bit of a... There was just a collective of errors. There really was. It was, it was a very strange thing to witness. Uh, just so many poor decisions. And then, yes, from after that, we just went from strength to, to strength again. And I think he's probably unlucky with this one because it's kind of false to his left, his left foot. He's not really sure whether he should take a touch. And he's still caught in two minds by the time he goes to strike the ball, I think. So give him a wee bit of leeway there. And yeah, Cholak, this is what Cholak will do. This is what he is. He will be in the right place at the right time. He will pick up pieces and... There's a lot of comparisons. Ali did it as well, I think, on Tuesday night <clears throat> with a kind of Chris Boyd-like striker, if such things still exist now. And Yeah, I think that's probably what he is going to be. I think if the chances are going to be there or there's going to be a chance falling in the box, I think he's very good at being in the right place. And I think, I think he could have scored more if he wasn't being asked to do the kind of chasing down that we like to do, the press that we like to do, not that I, I don't think he should be doing that. I, I do think that, but I think if he was allowed to just kind of free roam, um, then yeah, I bet he's got more pace than Chris Boyd ever has had in his life. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing more of Trollac. I think he deserved his goal uh, and he's doing exactly what we bought him to do. He's scoring goals. So I, I can't be too critical of him. Um, I, again, I'll just agree with what Ali's saying. He's not going to be Alfredo Morelos. And he never will be Alfredo Morelos. It just isn't going to happen. But in terms of his return so far, I don't think we can grumble. Yeah, I mean, we've spoken about this a few occasions after the games, you know, the criticism that Haley kind of dished out him the other week there, that yes, he's not had many touches, but he's, he's scored two goals now. It should be three. Um, he's not had the service that he probably needs to have for him to be as effective as he can be. But I'm, I've been impressed with Cholak so far and hope he goes on to have a have a good season. So after the second goal, um, there was a, another couple of chances. Lundstrom had a really good effort that the keeper done well to save and parried it away. But the third goal came on the 79th minute when the man from Croatia, Borna Barisic, looped in another another looping deep, deep ball. And I did, I know you've mentioned this in the, in the post, match that he's done but I did I bet you wish Ryan was here right now honestly yeah, I do I bet you had you had this teed <laughs> up for Ryan being here mate <laughs> yeah I did I did indeed have it tied up for Ryan coming because I, I did I did say in the group chat that I reckon I will score the winning goal I did say put the fourth goal to, for Morelos but it would be a, a Borna Barisic cross in but no big swings it in and Tillman does really well oh the keeper makes a complete howler of it, to be honest, but Tillman still does really well to, to head that away. And again, Ibrox erupts. And then we kind of see the game out after that, um, looking fairly comfortable. There is the incident where um, Sands looks like he's potentially getting sent off when you watch it back. Even at the time, no way was that a, a, a yellow card, let alone 
I read, um, don't know what the ref was doing. He was pretty poor. I don't want to go into the ref too much again because I know you moaned about him uh, on Tuesday night after the game as well. We, but we see the game out. Apart from that, there was a wee five-minute push at the very end by USG. But that's just 3-0 and through at the playoffs against PSV. What were your sort of final thoughts on the game, Kearney? You'll never guess oh, who's just timing. arrived, mate. You'll never guess who's just arrived <laughs> to the room. Um, good evening, bon guys. Bon 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 <laughs> it's just in time now. <laughs> Well, things, just talking about... Do, you want, do you want my team? Is it time to give you my team, is it? <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about Borna's cross, mate. Yeah, so you oh, can give us your I... thoughts on Borna. I can give you my thoughts on Borna, but it's a family show, so I won't I will keep my language <laughs> to a minimum. Um, is that where we're going? We're going straight in with the Borna chat, are we? No, we're, right we're, we're pretty much just, right, we're right just time, pretty much rounded much, up the game. I'm, yeah, so I'm do you just want to give us your thoughts? Yeah, in the game in general. But I thought Rangers played well. I don't think we are. I think we've got other gears to go, Scotia. I think we played well enough to beat a team at that level. And the intensity they reserved with Rangers, I thought they were, from the off, I thought they were hungry for it. And the complete opposite as they were the previous week. There's a lot of good performances, I thought. I thought defence were tight enough. I think the only, I think we mentioned it in the, the previous pod, that the only thing I feared was ourselves. I thought the only chance of that USG had a scoring was us mucking up and any chance they did have or any sniff they did have at our goal was because we were maybe not holding on to the ball well or recycling the ball correctly and there was a wee 10-minute spell where I was a bit, I think we were still up to with 2-0 at the time. I think it was 2-0. No, it was 3-0. It was a wee 5 minute spell where we just couldn't hold on to the ball and there was a bit of nerves kicking in. I thought it was screaming out for Stephen Davis, but... No, they held on and they got the job done. They were very, I thought they were very good to beat a team in a qualifier 3-0 after being 2-0 down. And uh, Borna Barisic obviously got the assist for the winning goal. I still i am pretty sure it was heading for the club deck. It might, you must have thought you were going to catch it, Ali. <laughs> <laughs> it was that high across, but I mean, Tillman makes it. Tillman, for me, I'm going to say this because I'm not a Borna fan, Tillman made that cross look good because... I don't think there's a person in the stadium thought that it was anything but that keeper catching that. And yeah, great night. And I am looking forward to seeing uh, Yilmaz at left back tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Clue to your team there, yes. Um, Yeah, no, any final thoughts on the game, Ali and Scott? No, I I think, I I, I mean, I, I thought Borna was better than I expected them to be. And after seeing the game back, it was still, it grew into the game a lot. I thought, the first half he was still far too negative. He was taking too many touches and always going back the way when the pass was on on for him to go forward. Um, he's got to hit that cross to win the penalty, and he's got to hit that cross for Tillman to go on the end of it. So he has to. He still he, he still gets an assist to his name, I suppose. Uh, but it is Tillman that makes that goal. I mean, the keeper has had a howler, man. It's an absolute stinker. But Tillman is about fifteen foot in the air when he when he meets the ball. So uh, I thought he was great. Again, I thought I said, don't want to repeat everything that I said on Tuesday. I'm sure people have watched it. Thought Lawrence was was superb. Uh, and I'm the same. Looking forward to seeing Yelmaz at left back tomorrow. <laughs> Pearson. Yes, no much. Me and Carrie done quite a quite an in depth one. I thought the other night under the game we talked about it for a good half an hour or so. So. No, I was I was just delighted they did it, Rangers. Same as Ryan. I, I thought three 0 we kinda I thought we could have went and just killed the game completely after that, but we've hit a wee lull, which we usually do, and 
piss about with the ball, and that's when we are our worst enemy at times because we'll they'll score from us making an arse or something. It nearly happened with John McLaughlin with that pass back to, yeah. to Sands where he get booked. That, that was the most Rangers thing ever. That that's how they would score against us. Obviously, the referee made a howling arse of it, but absolutely delighted and um, just buzzing to be back on on Tuesday and. On Tuesday, I don't know if you said about the score, so you're going to say about it. Um, the Champions League song will be at Ibrooks for the first time in God oh, knows how many years because it's a playoff, so we'll get to hear it. I will remember. Are you I sure? Know that, but I did, yeah. yeah it, will, it will be. I did remember that. Mm. Yeah, I did know that, Pearson, but I wasn't going to mention it because it completely slipped my mind. So, yeah, well done for bringing that, that back up. So we definitely need to leave the Viceroy early on Tuesday yes. night. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you one thing, by the way. Sorry, Scotia. There's only one team that benefits, and it's us. That because Ibrooks will erupt. Ibrooks will erupt when that music plays. So no, uh, oh, that's good. That's quite exciting. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing. I'm looking forward to seeing Charles Green making an appearance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah, looking forward to that. Like we were mentioned about the fans earlier. I think the fans over the last sort of period in Europe. Have been absolutely magnificent. Like we were talking about Borner there. There was a few grumbles going around through the ground coming into the end of the first half. I think in previous years, you know, that those grumbles would have been an awful lot louder. I think the fans are kind of really on board and are really playing their part in Europe. Um, so hopefully they can do the same next Tuesday. I think we are going to bring you a quick preview of the PSV game on Monday, so we won't get too much into the PSV game at all, and we can discuss that once the once the games at the weekend have been played. But um, something that did come out during the week in regards to the PSV game was the ticketing information. I think it came out on the Wednesday that there was um, a large swathe of seats that were getting moved if you were a season ticket holder um, due to kind of the UEFA um, regulations in terms of away fan attendance. Straight away, Ryan, you were in the group chat about it going, look at this, look at this. So I thought it was it was well worth discussing it. I know subsequent to that, um, PSV haven't taken all their allocation, but do you just want to give us an overview of why you brought it up so quickly when it came out and your thoughts on the thing? Well done to your seats, everybody. Oh, no, it's not going to be a negative because every, I think you guys definitely know how I feel about it's just back to this when the club make out that we are at the heart of the club and fan engagement and all these other things, but do you know what? We'll just shift all you season ticket holders and what was it, GR4? We'll just shift all you because you've, I know you've, I know it's a thing in every stadium in European games, they have so many seats allocated to them. I don't have an issue with that. You can't get your way around that. So the fat cats get their seats or the sponsors or whatever, and that's, that's the way the world works. I totally get it. But... Why not give them, I know, I don't know if it's still a thing, but at the back of the club deck, I think it's the back two rows or something like that. There's complimentary tickets everywhere around that stadium. Do we have to give them season ticket holder seats? At probably one of the best seats in the stadium for a view, right at the halfway line in the govern rear, and just rip out uh, and rip out all the season ticket holders. And not only that, that two pounds was that a two pound um, off your next match day ticket? That's what they were giving fans. Two pounds. That is, I'm trying not to rant, Scotia, about that. If I, I don't sit in GR four, I, I sit in the front, but I used to sit in GR five, and that that would, I think that's an insult to any fan that sits there. Two pounds, I would, that would be enough for me to consider 
jacking my season ticket in. That's how passionate I feel about it. I think it's an insult. I think they don't care about the fans. And yeah, but I, yeah, I, think I was the same as you. I'd read that some of the tickets are coming back, and that's good. But just don't be giving me this fan engagement and we're the heart of the club. We are not the heart of the club. And knocking things like that back or saying to you, for you can sit elsewhere in the stadium where we can get you in, would show me that we are the heart of the club because without us, especially on those European nights, that team and that club ain't much. Yeah, I mean, I know there's a couple of different things that factor here. There's obviously, I think the, the regulation, the UEFA regulation still that for European away games, it's 5% um, of the stadium capacity is the allocation for away fans. So that's roughly about 2,500 um, for our stadium, which I think taking that into account, when was the last time that the Kenny other the side of the Brumlin got taken over by away fans and get moved for a, a European game? Because I'm I'm still scratching my head. Like the last one that I can honestly think of off the top of my head was when we played Man U back under Walter. There yeah, must they have been got, more did they get, Was that the foot? Did they get three quarters of the Brimland front that day? Uh, it was nearly a half, I think they got. Yeah, so was it? I think they got. The I three, remember because I was actually I don't know why, but I was in the Brimland real that day because I remember I remember um, sitting above them. But yeah, I think you might be right. I think that's the last time that that the allocation could move for away fans. Yeah, so you've got that one, which obviously we've not seen in ages and COVID and things has, has changed things. So that might come up in the future games during during the season in Europe um, if the, the away team does take that full allocation. But you've also got the one that you were kind of going on about there, Ryan's the UEFA delegation one, that they're, I think they're required yeah. to sit in certain seats with certain standards of viewing, which is why GR4. I know there's a section... Just behind you, maybe, Carney, I'll come at your your thoughts on this. Just behind you, where there's a, a couple of rows in the club deck where, where away fans get to sit as well. Yeah, there's a number of times there's, there's been people put at the, the back of the club deck from us, mate, and it is all down to the ridiculous UEFA rule of <clears throat> a percentage of the seat has to be in, like, not the best seats in the house, I don't mean it like that, but they have to be on, like, the halfway line and they have to have, like, an unrestricted view, etc. So, yeah, I, I think... I don't know how much of that is season tickets um, behind me. Uh, I, I'm not 100% sure how much it is, but look, the whole thing has been a, a, a bit of a farce from the start to finish, and I, I completely get where Ryan's coming from as well. I mean, £2 is uh, it's an insult. It really is. I mean, it just is for the inconvenience of it, and I don't even think £2 gets you a pie at the, the stand at Ibrooks. I mean, it's... It's useless. It is, it's absolutely useless to anybody. So, yeah, a bit of an insult with that. And now, now the carry-on that's happened that um, some of the players, some of the people get moved and get told to buy other tickets. Now UEFA have come back and said, oh, no, we now don't want these tickets. So they've went and bought tickets in their other, another area of the stadium and now they can't move back to their original seat. And it's like, it's just that's a farce. It really that. is. Yeah, so apparently that's what's happened, uh, which is <laughs> it's a farce. It really is a joke. UEFA have handed have handed stuff, um, handed um, tickets back, <clears throat> and it's yeah, it's a it is a shambles. And Rangers still have a lot of work to do in terms of their fans. Um, and I know I, I hate being too negative, especially such a sunny day and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, and after such a positive win, but the club they still need to do more because it's just. It's not good enough. I've seen a few people as well 
Um, I've said in the comments, oh, it's about time Ibrooks expands and that. I, honestly, I would forget about that dream because it's never going to happen, in my opinion. It's just not, I don't ever see it. Maybe maybe later on in my lifetime, possibly, but in the next foreseeable future, and by that I mean the next 10 years or so, I just don't see it happening. Uh, it would cost far too much for it to happen. So, <clears throat> yeah, Rangers need to do more, um, that's for sure. I understand if I take over the, the, the stadium on European nights, and it's up to them what they do with it, really. It's really not anything to do with Rangers, but I mean, £2. <laughs> I mean, I can't even believe somebody sat down and spoke to somebody and they went, ah, £2, good, die, brilliant, I get that, yeah, send that out to them. Just uh, sounds a wee bit money grabbing to me, especially if you've moved from GR4, which is what the centre of one of the best seats in the house, I would imagine. Uh, anytime I've sat in the governing, it's a fantastic view. So, and you're maybe sitting now, what, down in the enclosure or down, like, and no disrespect to the people that sit in the enclosure. I don't mean any disrespect by that, but still, it's not what you're used to and it's certainly not what you pay for. So, yeah, I reckon a lot of people told Rangers to stick that two P somewhere, eh, two pounds somewhere. Uh, even taking into the, that two pound, taking into account the one pound booking fee on the website as well, you know. Aye. Don't even start on the website as well, mate. Cause, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know how many times we're going to need to talk about this bloody website, honestly. Yeah, I mean, there was lots of points there, Carney, you brought up that we could discuss and, you know, that it could last a whole entire pod it's, itself, but in particular with the, the stadium expansion, things like that. But I, I get where you are coming from, man, in terms of it was just, I do also have a wee bit of sympathy for Rangers in the fact that they've only had like a week to turn this round, less than a week really, to turn it round. So some, a lot of the blame lies on UEFA for selling the World Cup to a country that was going to play it in the middle of December that results in this congested European season. Um, but um, I think what I need to take into account as well is I wasn't one of the people that came up that your seat is one of the seat movers, so I could would probably be a lot more angry if it was me. Um, so I, I, I do understand why people are so frustrated. But um, what are your thoughts on this, Pearson? Yes, same as the guys. Pretty much covered it, to be honest. Well, I went and looked online first when they said it was about seat movers. There was some amount of sections they put. It was a wee bit random as well, the way they'd done it. I don't, I don't know how they come up with that. But um, there was lots in the club deck. Obviously, that GR4, which has now became available again today because they've handed the tickets back, like... What Carney was saying is a farce because these guys pay good money to sit in that GR for similar to us in the club deck. You, you pay for your, your view if you want to say um, that's what they're used to and they're going to get shifted to other ends of the grounds. And like Carney says, there's no disrespect for other ends of the ground, but getting shifted for a GA, um, Govan Rear in the middle to Broomloan Front, for instance, it's it's not the same seat. Um, so I understand. I do have sympathy with Rangers to a point in terms of. These are UEFA's rules, but um, I, luckily enough, I wasn't a seat mover, so it's difficult to give an opinion because we weren't affected by it. If one of us was affected by it, Scotia, like you say, I'm, I'm sure we'd have a, a bit of a rant in here tonight. <laughs> yes, so um, that was kind of no rant here, but um, you, you know, it's about half an hour gone, so that's it. Oh, here we go. Here we go. So, have you, are you putting the wee video up, no? You yeah, just you go, that video. Oh, there we go. Hey! Sorry. Got the bush? You definitely do if you haven't tried the best products from our sponsor, Manscaped. Taking control of your bush is important. These products are so good, you're going to be showing pride in your new bush-free garden. It's a fact that you'll have the best-kept nutsack on the cul-de-sac. 
Save big and be the most hygienic version of yourself by using our discount code CLUBAT22 for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Crotch discomfort art in your game? Fear no more. The, king, the kings of crutch comfort, comfort Manscaped have spent two years designing the most comfortable boxer briefs out there. Sleek, soft, comfortable and flexible. The brand new Boxers 2.0. Take your balls to, to the Royal Ball Throne. The global leaders in below-the-waist grooming have the lawnmower 4.0 for the trimming, so you can wear the Boxers 2.0 for the chilling. Finish it off with Crop Preserver, Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver, the spray-on testy toner, which is everybody's favourite. 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. What will your balls do, everyone? They will thank you. They will thank you. Well done, Scotia. It's, that's, that's been longer, longer and longer. You, you, you had your like professional phone voice on there, everything, mate. Like you were working in a call center or something. <laughs> uh, you probably you just get that from reading something off a script. I should have maybe prepared my lines better, you know, for doing this. But yeah, um, that'll do with the, the, the advertisements. But I do recommend everyone go and check it out if you haven't. Um, I had sent stuff through to you last night that I was thinking. Obviously, Jack Simpson has went away during this week and we could maybe spend some time talking about transfers. Do we need to strengthen further? What's going to happen with kind of the younger players in our team and particularly Lowry and McCann? And we're maybe going to spend a, quite a wee bit of time in that. But given that the transfer window's got two and a half weeks left, we can maybe let this slide to another week because um, some some further news came out or bigger news came out last night that I think it's important that we discuss and that was that the SPFL are currently in discussions with Sky to extend the current TV deal until 2029. At present it runs until I think the, 20, the end of the 24-25 season. So I think it was the Guardian that first broke this story um, and can kind of explain set it all out what was happening. So currently Sky have got 48 games that they can show although they rarely do, and they've given us about 25 to £26 million a season for that. This new deal would start from 24-25 season, and they'd be able to show 60 games, but the only the price of the deal is only worth £27.6 million, something like that. There's a few wee incentives, or they say incentives, and I'll maybe discuss this later, of five games pay-per-view for the clubs that they decide not to show. But this has been met with a bit of uproar, Carney, in terms of it's not a very good deal. People are saying that we were being negative. My goodness, it's all just about to get even more negative. But something very positive, Justin Muir. Thank you very much for the $9.99. Is it dollars? Dollars, aye. Continental, um, no, much appreciated. Yeah, we only to get our America trip back on, Pierce. God bless America, <laughs> bloody God bless God America. America. <laughs> yes, that's superb. Uh, no, Justin, that's fantastic, mate. Thank you so much for for choosing to support us that way. That is, um, that's amazing. Um, yeah, so this absolute farce. So. I don't know what needs to happen in Scottish football for the rest of the clubs to actually decide that enough is enough because. It is, it is shockingly bad um, how bad this deal is. And 
there is so many other options available to Scottish football um, for broadcasting. I mean, you could, there's all sorts of streaming services now. Streaming services you've never even heard of. Filipino ones that you were making us aware of one Mola. time in Scotia. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, there is, there is so many. There is so much better deals. I heard that Disney have paid $150 million for the MLS. I'm, I mean, come on. Do you know what I mean? Like that That's kind of your standard there. And I know obviously there's a lot of money in the American game, but surely, surely that we can get better than what we've been offered here. Doncaster turns up for his work every, I don't know, six months or so for a day, half a day, finishes a few emails, phones the Daily Record and asks the Daily Record what he should do next and the Daily Record tell him, just sign this, it'll be the easiest thing for you to do. And he doesn't need to put any effort into getting his ridiculous wage. Um, it's shocking, it is shocking and the rest of the clubs now I think have to take a vote on it as far as I'm aware and it's time that every club in Scotland grow a set and decide to change this regime and refuse this deal because it's nowhere near good enough I generally think the BBC would offer us more I'm not even kidding on, I think they would offer us more than what Sky are it's it's an embarrassment, Um, our game is continuously getting sold short because of these absolute charlatans that run the game up here it's just not good enough I mean it isn't I actually got and I'm, you can tell that I got angry when I read it because I was I was not happy about it we're just continuing to let this happen and we wonder why we're not getting good sponsorships coming in we're not I mean we, we were in the Euro, Europa League final last year I mean there's going to be there's going to be TV broadcasters willing to take a chance on this league even for the old form itself so, no, um, as far as I'm concerned, you can put it so far in the bin along with Doncaster because it's just not good enough. It really isn't. Um, yes, rant over. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> no, no, that's fine because I think everyone's pretty much feeling the same because, you, you know, European League final, you say there, we are we're the ninth best-ranked team in terms of coefficient in Europe at the moment and we should probably have a TV deal to reflect. So, although didn't get help much help last night um, with the, the result from for one of the, the, the Dundee teams. Um but no I, I totally agree with what you're saying there. I think I think it should be there should be a better much better much better deal in place for us. It, and it does it seems like we're getting sold short because it's deals to Sky, but the Sky's main market is England. They don't give two tosses about us up here in Scotland. We're a, a small fraction. I mean they don't Ryan, they don't currently show the 48 games that are allowed to show this season. And I mean, ultimately, the reason probably that is is because they can only show, what, 18 games, not even 18 games of Celtic and Rangers. Whoever's away one weekend, they'll show, and then maybe show the Edinburgh derbies. So we need to get a deal that can kind of, I think, be better for us in terms of showcasing the game at a higher level, bringing more money in. But it seems that it's really the SPFL here that are doing my head in. The SPFL are doing everyone's head in Scotia. We've told, unfortunately, Scottish game, I'll use the term again, hates itself to death. We told him about Doncaster. Rangers told everyone about Neil Doncaster and what he was failing to do and the targets he was failing to meet and the poor the poor deals he was getting. I find it strange. The deal that he's, that he's agreed was the current Sky deal up for renewal. Was, that, was it due to expire? 24-25, it runs out. So it, sh- it should start to get into the stage where you open for tender, and he's not even done yeah. that at the minute. That's I, I, I find it bizarre. I really do find it bizarre, and it makes you suspicious that it's... Is there something that they're benefiting out of this or someone else is benefiting out of this? Because it's not any of the clubs. 
uh, as you say, they should be showcasing, especially, yes, arrogant old firm fan here, but the old firm should be showcased as this. It's what it is, the best derby in the world for me. And yeah, he should be entering the market. He should be leaving another year or two and then entering the market and, and proper putting it out there that we've got we've got a product here and we can... But he's not. It's just I find it a strange, strange deal and a strange timing for the deal and it's he doesn't care. Doncaster doesn't care for me. Reminds me of a politician. He will have an ulterior motive in that deal and then... Yeah, we, I don't like to be that kind of guy, but we told you so. We told you that Neil Doncaster was bad news and here we are with another... What, what, can I, what, what kind of money is it? 26 million, 27 million? Around about... Yeah, been quoted between about 27 to 30 million. It's rising, to like, 29, rising to like 29 million or something like that. Miles off it and I'm sure he'll get a nice bonus out of striking I, that deal. No, I just... <laughs> I don't want to be rambling on too much because you know what I'm like, I can get into a pure tangent, but it's a uh, Doncaster for me. I'm not a fan of him whatsoever. I think I think the guy's a bit of a joke. Sorry, Scotia. Stevens made a point here. The MLS deal was $2.5 billion for every game stream with Apple over 10 years. If that's the case, I mean, that um, it just shows you how far out Doncaster is in touch with this game here, and we're just letting this happen. The rest of Scottish football... Is hating itself to death, Ryan is spot on. Yeah, Carney, you bring that up, and I was going to sort of lead this into the question to Pearson and his thoughts on it. But um, I think one of the things you need to consider there is what the MLS TV audience is obviously a percentage of the population of what about 300 million people. We have a population of 5 million people, but we've got two of the biggest football clubs in the world. We, you know, we've just reached the European final or the, or the Europa final there. We're sitting ninth in the sort of coefficient ranking place. I think Rangers and Tour pop, popped up a wee comment earlier saying that Scotland are currently 16th in the TV deals. So I popped onto Wikipedia just before we started recording here and just had a wee, wee look at things. And the most comparable in terms of kind of population that I could find would probably be your Norwegians or your Danes. And your Norwegians are earning, I think it's about 63 million euros. Or sixty-three million pound that their TV deals worth, um, so it's ridiculous. Um, that is, fr- oh, and you're making me angry. That is ridiculous. It's frustrating to hear that. Like, I, uh, you think we've got with the old firm and stuff, and no offense to to Denmark. I know they've got like Copenhagen fans are great, but for me, they don't hold what we've got here in Scotland. I just think that's a joke, an absolute joke. Yeah, I mean, Pearson, what are your thoughts on this? Anything guys have pretty, pretty much covered it, to be honest. It's, it's a joke. It's, it's not It's not even really an improvement of what we've got, to be honest, at the moment. It's an extra couple of million or something. It's it's pathetic. Doncaster's out of touch with Scottish football. Um, Green McCarney, if, if it goes to a vote with the, the clubs, they should all say no to that. It's devaluing a, a brand as well. We've got to a European final last season, so... Scottish football's on a high. I would say these other teams, and this will maybe be a wee rant, Carney, these other teams that enter Europe, Motherwell, Dundee United, mm. need to come to the party in terms of performances in Europe because you can flip the coin and go, well, there's Dundee United getting humped 7-0 last night off the Alkmaar. That's why we're giving you 30 million because we're not interested. Scottish football, we're not interested in Rangers Celtic. Dundee United last that's embarrassing. Yeah. I know they won the first game and fair play them in the first the first leg, but to get humped seven 0 
and Motherwell as well against um, it was the Irish team that put them out. Sligo um, Rovers, yeah. Sligo Rovers, embarrassing. Um, so folk will flip it to you and go, well, look at the teams in Europe against, let's say it, well, the Irish League is a Diddy League. I know folk look at our league as a Diddy League, but the Irish League is a Diddy League, and they turn Motherwell over comfortably. Um, so these teams need to pull their socks up when they come into Europe and, and help us, because we can't just carry the can in Europe all the time. And I include Celtic to a point as well, because they've not been great in Europe um, over umpteen seasons, so they need to come to the party this season as well. But um, yeah, it's a poor deal, but Doncaster for me, 400 grand a year. He's a, he's a guy got Doncaster for me. He comes in, does a bare minimum in his work and leaves, and that's it. He's not interested. Um, if you could get rid of him, I'd get rid of him in a minute. But um, no, the guy's covered it pretty much. But like I say, these other teams in Europe need to come to the party with us and start to perform. I'm not asking them to get into I'm just asking them to put a, a performance in and show what they're about because Dungeon United last night and Motherwell, that's embarrassing, it really is. Uh, I mean, on that, it's a bit of, pretty much a sort of self-fulfilling prophecy, really, that we're not getting money because teams are going out and have shown these terrible performances in Europe. So we don't get a TV deal we need. And then, so we do need to go out there looking for a better TV deal that can then, you know, distribute a wee bit more money to these teams that can then compete with teams of a similar level from similar leagues. Because at the moment, I don't think they honestly can. I think there's quite a few players that come Scotland with the view to sort of catching the eye of one of the Glasgow clubs. And I mean, just to just to round up on it as well, the increase in a couple of million quid in the current deal to show up to 60 games. If they don't show up to 48 games at the minute, they're not going to show 60 games. Yeah. Because what this would do as well is it would mean that they would want to show every Rangers and every Celtic game almost, if they could. Which they can't, because then it's an inconvenience for us, because they'd have to move Saturday to your kickoffs, which Thankfully, we don't do very often. Um, and then this wee thing that's put in to sweeten the deal into it with the, well, you can have five games per season to show on your pay-per-view, but it's not one of the games that we select. Oh, and it also can't between the UK blackout and Saturday. So then you're forcing clubs to then make the decision. Do we inconvenience the fans that want to go to a game at three o'clock on a Saturday to... Switch this to a half five kickoff or a half twelve kickoff. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, sorry to interrupt you, Scotia. Just to see the three pm blackout. I think that is such a thing from the dark ages. Like I get it years ago. That for me, see if you like if if a Rangers game is shown. I know we particular teams. I get it, but with big clubs like Rangers and Celtic, I don't think that is going to affect the crowds that much. That's what there is. It was put there four years ago. And I think, like, a certain chat, I know there's certain channels show, like, three o'clock English games and, like, foreign channels and stuff like that, you're getting them on there. But I just think the 3 p.m. blackout is a bit dated. And a bit, for, certainly for Rangers and Celtic, I don't think it would affect the crowds. Yeah, no, I, th- I think that 3 p.m. blackout was put in place around about the 60s and stuff. And I th- it was to protect lower league English or clubs that there would be people who will go and sit if yep. Man U are on the telly, I'll watch them rather than going down to you, you know, your local team and support. But you're right, it's it's a pretty archaic rule. But anyway, we could go on for this for an awful lot longer and I do realise we're getting up to the hour mark. So we better get to the section of this show, which is named after in the preview of the upcoming Livingston game, 
which Livingston. We will get. Oh, sorry, St. Johnston. Done it once again. I, I never, I never yeah. feel feel to bring you a wee blooper at points, but um, yeah, yeah, we can pretty we can pretty much get straight into the and into the preview because there was no Rangers press conference today, and once again they released an interview. Don't know if this is going to become a common thing or not. We can again wait and see how this develops and something we can discuss. But in terms of squad news, Gio didn't really give anything away. So it was it was three three minutes of nothing, mate. Three minutes of nothing. Indeed, it was. So we can just get straight on to the game tomorrow against St Johnston and look at them. So, I mean, looking just at St Johnston, their sort of results and performance recently. They beat Motherwell. 2-1 2-1 last week after a wee bit of a hectic five minutes with them that swung swung about, but Stevie May managed to get the goal in the 94th minute. They get beat by Hibs in the opening day and they get papped out of the, the League Cup on goal difference. Um, St Johnston, for me, I had them tipped to be along with St Mirren and Motherwell, sort of the three teams that were going to kind of be battling out for relegation. So I'm, it's going to be... I mean, what did we say last week about Levy? Those are probably my thoughts on on the game tomorrow in terms of how the the opposition are going to be and set up against us. But um, coming to you first, Ali, what are your kind of views in the game and your thoughts on how we need to go about this? You know, do we need rotation? Do you think? I think we will will rotate with Tuesday night in mind. Um, it's just another one of these teams that's going to come to Highbrooks and pack a bus tomorrow. It's going to be the exact same as what we faced last week against Kilmarnock. They'll come and they'll frustrate us. And it's the right to do it, these teams. It's horrible to watch. As a fan, it's horrible. But we need to break these teams down. And I think we will. Lawrence, Tillman, they've had a couple of games under their belt. And you can see they're growing into the Rangers jersey. So, And they've played against these teams, i.e. your Livingston's, Kilmarnock's. So they know what it's about now. Um but yeah, I mean, looking at St. Johnson, I'm the same as you, Scotia. I think they'll struggle this season. I think they'll be down, down, down the bottom of the league again. I see also some of the players. They've got Considine for Aberdeen. He plays for them. Jamie Murphy plays for them. Um, and obviously our pal Michael O'Halloran plays for them. Um, and Stevie May, who seems to be about for ages, Stevie May. Um, but I, 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 again, I think we're going to have to have patience again tomorrow um, because it's going to be frustrating. You know how St. John's is coming. They're not going to come and play, so um, frustrating, but at the same time, I'm I'm confident whatever team Gio puts out, and I think he will change a few players that will have more than enough to, to take care of St. Johnson tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, Ryan, Pearson mentions the, the sort of domestic games there in terms of, you know, the squad getting used to that, but the, the way USG played as well on Tuesday night, I think, is going to be very similar. How St. Johnson set up. So, what are your kind of thoughts on how we should approach this? Yeah, I agree. With you. I think well, with USG they'd they'd watch Kilmarnock. They'd just watch the tactics in the Kilmarnock and Livingston game. I think it might have been Ali that said in the uh, the reaction pod that's what they, they copied those tactics because that is how to frustrate Rangers and St. Johnson will come and do that. They won't come to play football tomorrow. I think St. Johnson have tipped them probably them to go down this season. I think they've fallen off, off the face of the earth since they're, they're great. Obviously, their cup wins were fantastic and Calum Davidson done a brilliant job. I think possibly get two players sold underneath them, um, the two boys that went down south. But, yeah, I don't... I'm expecting a tough a tough game in terms of they'll just be compact, play the two 
the two banks, as we see at Ibrox every, every second week, and it's up to Rangers to break that down. This is not a new thing. This low block is the new term for it, but Rangers have been playing against this for longer than we've been alive. I think I want to see a performance tomorrow. I said it last week, but I want to see a performance tomorrow. Attack, attack, attack is the way for me. I wouldn't be rotating that team. The league is priority for me. Three points is huge. Three points is more important than anything for me in my eyes. And then once we get three points, then we think about the PSV game. I totally get it, St. Johnson. And you look at PSV, they are the bigger team and it'll be the bigger the bigger danger for us. But the next game is the biggest game for Rangers and I want to see Gio play full team. What I do want to see tomorrow is some of the guys who are not up to speed yet, like Yilmaz, like Ben Davies. I want to see these guys feature tomorrow, if not a start, because we paid money for these guys and they need to get up to speed quick if we're going to be in a group station, whether that be the Champions League or the Europa League. So, yeah, I'm just hoping it's a performance because, you know, it's like at Ibrox, you hear people criticising Cholak a little bit, but he's, they've, they've kind of laid off Cholak a bit now because he's got a couple of goals. I want to see the new boys settle in because I think we've got a couple of good players on. I was impressed with Lawrence during the week. He reminds me of Lundstrom when he first started, just a bit jittery, a bit overwhelmed by who he's playing with. He'll come good, I'm sure he will, and Tillman as well. So these new signings, attack, attack, attack tomorrow is what I want to see. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. And in particular, like, like you're saying about getting players up to speed. And, and for me, Davis needs to get brought up to speed because I want, if we had touched more in the PSV game, I was going to mention that um, Sands is a booking away from missing the second leg. So it'd be good to have Davis get a wee bit of game time. But, um, Carney, your thoughts? Well, Sands loves a, loves a booking, doesn't he? Uh, I think he's been booked in every start that he's had for Rangers. I think that's the start. Uh, yeah, I, I expect another stuffy game. Um, I don't expect St Johnston to come and try and play um, a form of Brazilian football or anything exciting like that. I think it's going to be another another tough one. Uh, but I, I'm the same. I'm kind of caught in too. I'm probably in between Ryan and Ali, to be honest. I, I can see both points that, that I want. I want. I don't want full rotation in order that we weaken the side, and I don't want to overplay people as well in terms of what we what we have coming on Tuesday. But I do think there's going to be rotation to an extent from what we played on on Tuesday night. But you'll see by my my team when we come on to it that I'm still picking quite a strong quite a strong lineup, and we are still five subs, aren't we? So you can still make five subs. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. So like. Yeah, there's the opportunity there to take people off and you have to take people off and hopefully the game is over and done by. But yeah, I'm expecting a back 10. Uh, I'm expecting Rangers to have to be patient again. Uh, I'm just hoping it's not a, a slog like the Kamarnock first half was. And I know Gio said that it's all about breaking down these teams and putting in the effort on the first half in order for these spaces to come in the second half. But I don't know if that's particularly true or not. I'm not 100% sure how that works. I would rather Rangers just come out, decide from the start that they're going to do everything they can to get the game over and done with uh, and kind of make the changes when they have to uh, and control the game. Um, I do expect it. I expect three points. I expect an improvement from Kilmarnock um, the sort of standard that we got maybe the second half of the of the USG game will do just nicely and I can't see anything but a Rangers win tomorrow. Yeah, hope hope you're right. Um, I'll stay with you, Carney. You can go start us off with um, teams and scores. Right, okie doke. So, my team is McGregor, Tavernier, Goldson, Davies, 
Yilmaz, Davis, Lawrence, Tillman, Kent for about 60 minutes, Matondo and Morelos for about 60 minutes as well to get them minutes in the legs. And I'm only resting John Lundstrom because I have the fear of how something happened to him in a game like this where he, it's just a wee bit of hammer throwing and he gets involved in something and I think he has to be protected right now. I'm probably completely wrong. I don't... Hand on heart, I imagine Lawrence or Tillman will probably drop out and he'll play Lundstrom. Um, I would imagine he'll do that, but because he kind of trusts him. Uh, but I'll go with what I've picked. I'll have Lundstrom drop him to the bench, and that's not because I don't think he deserves to play, of course not. Uh, and I'll go for 2 0 Rangers and Alfredo Morelos to score both goals. All right, very good. Um, Ryan, I'll come at you. I am going McLaughlin, Tavernier, Goldson, Ben Davies, Yilmaz, Lundstrom. I think Lundstrom is like Goldson or Tavernier. I think he just doesn't want to be rested. So I'll go Lundstrom, Stephen Davis, Ken, Tillman, Matondo, Cholak. And I will go 4 0 Rangers. I'm sticking with this 4 0 until we win 4 0. <laughs> I need to do that. I need to do this all season. I'm doing it. Four 0 Rangers. Cholak to score first. Yep. I hope you keep putting a wee couple of pounds in that every before every game. Um, right, Pearson. I'll let you go last, but I'll go just before you. Well, so you're last. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going for the, the same back five as uh, Ryan, Ray McLaughlin, Tav Goldson, Davis, Yamas, midfield Lindstrom and Davis, um, Tillman at the top of that. Matondo playing alongside Cholak and what I would really, really like to see, but I'm a wee bit concerned because Tuesdays, we've got Tuesday coming up, is I'd love Morelos to start the game alongside Cholak and kind of see how that develops and get him, give him a wee 60 minutes. So it will probably end up being like right, but I would love to see Morelos and Cholak both start tomorrow. And then Ryan, like you, I'm kind of going for the score and goal scorer that I have went for and domestically pretty much all the time this season so far, and it's 3-0 with Jolak to score first. Um, Pearson, we'll round up with you. Same back five, June Ryan, McLaughlin, Tav, Goldson, Davies, Yilmaz. Same as Carney, I think he might not drop one, some rest on tomorrow. So it's going to be, strap yourselves in for this one here, um, Steve Davis, Glenn Camara. Um, he's going to be back in with Tillman just in front and then a three of Lawrence on the left on the right I think he'll go with Scott Wright and through the middle um, I would start Alfie tomorrow for game 60 minutes so Morelos through the middle and I'm going to go same as you 3-0 um, Tom Lawrence first goal scorer Alright well again once again we've all went for a, a quite a convincing score and no goals conceded so I don't think anyone's been right so far. I'm, I know I said we were going to keep up oh. to this, and I am, but I will be doing it. I won't be doing it every week and telling you how we're getting on because it's not been looking good so far. So <laughs> we'll leave it to that. But um, no, thank you everyone for joining us this evening. That's just about at the hour mark. Um, yeah, thanks for all your comments and um, hope you enjoy the game tomorrow. And um, if you already haven't, we would love it if you could um, spread the word about our podcast, get them your pals to like, share, and subscribe to the YouTube channel, Facebook, etc. Um, but thank you guys and um, thank you also to my guests first up Ali Pearson 
No problem. I'm just going to go and lie on the couch and swelter in here because it is scorching. Um, hopefully that guy scores if he drives past the vice right more, doesn't shout Rangers review at us. Hopefully he gets Rangers <laughs> Club at 22. Um, that was quite funny. But no, look forward to tomorrow, Saturday, 3 o'clock. It's going to be absolutely scorching tomorrow in Ibrooks, which is a bit of a pain, to be honest. Um, but no, look forward to it. Yeah, and um, cheers, Ryan, even though you were a wee bit slightly later, but good to have you anyway. Yeah, it's a wee half shift for me, Scotia, but I will be putting in my timesheet for a full shift with a gaffer, and I'll be expecting <laughs> full pay as well. Uh, no, cheers, mate. Well, well hosted, and um, a wee shout out to the boy. I met him at the back of the the Copeland, I think it was, after the Kilmarnock game, and he gave us a shout saying he listens to the pod and he enjoys it. I was too busy watching my dad because my dad just walks away. So I had to, I couldn't actually stop and speak to you, but really appreciate the comment, mate, and everybody enjoy the weekend, play up the famous. Right, and finally, cheers, Garney. Not a problem, mate. Well hosted, Scotia. Good good effort at your, your first Manscaped promo as well, mate. And Ryan, nice of you to join us, mate. Really do appreciate it. And if you think you're getting paid, mate, you've got another thing coming. Uh, no, I appreciate everybody again getting involved in the comments. Uh, absolutely brilliant. I am getting out of this room as soon as we stop and come off air because I am very warm. Uh, but looking forward to tomorrow, mate, and we will be back on Monday. We'll bring Club Deck Corner will return because we're going to do a kind of preview of the, the PSV game. Probably quite a shorter a shorter show even but we will definitely be back on Monday to preview the PSV game and go through all of that but yes thank you very much enjoy the game and I hope your team wins tomorrow yes cheers everyone and then hope you all enjoy the, the rest of the late sunshine and hope your team wins tomorrow as Carney says